podcasting from deep within the great pit of Carcoon, this is the Dubac Discussion Podcast, your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews, with your hosts, TJ Bowser and Jared Bachman-Stubbs. April, baby. I'll have you screaming all night long. What's up, guys, and welcome to another episode of the Do Back Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is Jared, the Dark Jedi. Hey, guys. And Connor, the Padawan. What's up, guys? You sound like you're screaming. So today is February 12th, <laughs> 2019, and what? How many days until celebration? Too goddamn many. Too goddamn many. So, uh... On this episode, we have some leaked costumes. Some more information Woo! about leaked costumes. Sweet. We have some new book stuff. Uh, Toys R Us. Force Awakens news. Huh? Taika Waititi talking about the Mando. Yeah, just you, you guys will see. But before that, Jared, how was your week? I'm just seeing what the outro song is. Um, my week's been good. I, uh, I've recently gotten back on uh, my low-carb diet, and I've been hitting the gym most days of the past week. Uh, so that's been my week, mostly, is uh, just, just getting fit, you know? Trying to get swallow. Uh, what about you, Connor? Um, nothing much, really. College stuff, internships, trying to figure out what the heck I want to do. So, if you could turn down the sensitivity on your mic just a little bit, uh, you're blowing up the goddamn system. Uh, this oh, week, uh, <laughs> I just worked, hung out with Sarah, and cleaned the house. You know, normal adulting stuff. I love, I love house cleaning. Oh, oh that's not a joke. I it's, fuck, so it's, sat- it's so satisfying. <clears throat> therapeutic. You're therapeutic. Mm-hmm. So for our first uh, news thing, it's time to buckle up, baby. Move on to our first news topic. It is Jason Mordover at MakingStarWars.net. We know him. Uh, he says, be cool and don't post these images to social media. We're not going to share these, but we will talk about it. So what do we got, Jared? Let's talk about one each and every one of them individually, starting with the first one. Jared. Oh, Go. make me wait. Go, um, Okay, so we had some reference pictures from the set of Episode Nine leak out, um, and there are a lot of them are cool. There's two in particular I'm very excited to talk about. Um, we have a new alien concept, which you know, just just a tiny little brat, um, you know, a goofy looking dude. Uh, we have a droid that looks like a pizza cutter. That is the one that we've heard is going to be annoying BB-8 throughout the um, film. We have one Richard E. Grant dressed as a First Order officer. So uh, no young Snoke theories here, kids. Um, we have a Resistance soldier. We have uh, Dominic Mongahan as a Resistance officer as well. We have 
which must be the place here. Um, we have another alien. We have another alien. Describe then, them. Describe them in detail. Um, the one alien on the top row, image F, uh, has a staff, bluish coat. He, his like, his helmet looks like Jabba's, uh, like, skiff guards. I was going to say, is that a helmet or is that a It head? looks like it. Like, it looks like Jabba's skiff guards. I agree, but I can't tell if that's a helmet or a head. I don't know. Like, I can't tell if it's yeah, the droid in B or... looks like a unicycle. My brother said pizza cutter, and I like pizza cutter. Um, we have another. We have another alien. It looks like he has a Rubik's cube on his shirt. He's a Moncala. Um, he's a young yeah, Moncala. Oh, oh, he's a Moncala. Oh, okay. I just, I just saw that. H. We can just skip over. Uh, I is hooded <laughs> hooded Kylo. Uh, we are cool. not skipping over H. Okay, let's move on. Let's we move on to J. So J, we have Kylo Ren's repaired helmet concept art, which looks really really cool. And we, there's no need to talk about H. So moving on from J, we <laughs> okay. Let's talk about H. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> Ray has a really really slick white costume now. Slick, pure white. Pure white with like this really vibrant brown belt and her uh, signature uh, bracelets and bracers. Um, it looks really cool. We can't see her lightsaber, unfortunately, which is really the purple staffed one. I just want to know what it's going to be. It, it's going to be it's going to be yellow lightsaber. and it's going to it's going to be yellow and it's going to be attached to her staff. And it's going to be incredible. that's what I want. That's what I honestly want. For once, I want some like bad shit insane Mike Zero shit to be true. Um, <laughs> I watched some of his videos the other night just because I was bored and just wanted to like enter Thunderdome, and it was it was bananas. Um, and then Jay, we have Kylo's new costume, um, very sleek. We can still he still has the uh, cross guarded saber, like you said, his repaired helmet. We have uh, Nathan Drake, Poe Dameron. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I stole that joke from Army, and I can't take credit for that. Um, we have what looks like a – it looks like an Ithorian, but like an Ithorian. If got it his was face mashed in. <laughs> with his face mashed in and like like a white turd. Ooh. Um, we have – an alien I'm going to see in my nightmares. <laughs> he kind of looks like an Iktachi, but he has like chin horns too. <laughs> and looks uh, pretty creepy. Yeah. N's really creepy as o, well. O is not important. Let's go to P. Uh, P is new alien <laughs> costumes reference photo. And there's no description for Q. And and Q is what I have been calling the dick worm alien. <laughs> um, that's what I've been calling it. But O actually is one Lando Calrissian. Um, it's cool. It kind of he kind of has a yellow shirt on, so he looks. Kinda he, like he's Kyle Lando Lando. wearing uh, Lando's clothes from Solo. Yeah, with a brown longer cape. Yeah. Now, if we could jump back to uh, Ray and Kylo's new outfits real quick. Okay. I want to point something out that I thought was really cool. Um, How I is like Kylo's different? What? How is Kylo's different? Well, that's what I was going to say. They took, for both of them, 
the best parts about both of their previous costumes and kind of put them together. Okay. So you look at Kylo's, he still has the short tunic and the long cape from The Last Jedi, but they gave him the hood and the helmet back from The Force Awakens. And I like that a lot. It gives him a really sinister, inhuman kind of feeling to it, okay. um, which I like a lot. And if he has a redemption arc, very much in the same way where like they made Vader look more and more machine-like as the original trilogy went on. It was kind of to make that moment of taking the helmet off even more jarring and even more beautiful. Um, same thing with Rey, where like the way her costume is kind of layered and put on her, it looks kind of like her Jedi training outfit, but like the actual fabric and design of it, it looks like her scavenger outfit and she's back to the capris like she was in the scavenger getup and the uh, shorter boots. Um I like the black and white imagery between them. Um, hopefully, if they do team up and we do get some Raylo and some Ben Solo redemption, um, how they've always been playing up the yin-yang shit between them, we can literally get yin and yang and white work. Um, uh, racial aside. Um, and that was funny and nobody laughed, so fuck. <laughs> we could barely hear you. You keep cutting out. Serious? Yeah. Your internet's shitting the bed right now. <laughs> that it is. Um, that's odd. But yeah, I like how they look, and I think it is a really cool look for all of them, and I am going to get all of the Funko Pops and action figures, and I'm happy I only need to buy a new cape for Kylo now, and not a whole-ass whole costume like I've had to do. <laughs> after some technical difficulties uh <laughs> audio quality should be much better now <laughs> the, the best kind of difficulty. so 10 minutes into the podcast and we completely shit the bed uh <laughs> are we jared we're talking about buying new kylo ren capes oh yeah i was just saying that i'm happy that i don't have to buy a whole ass new costume and that i really like their outfits and i think that uh i like your outfits and si thank you. And since Raylo is real, we're uh, going to uh, be seeing some nice uh, oh, black and white yin and yang imagery in episode nine. That's a good point, man. I'm so excited. These costumes are so fucking cool. That and it looks like his helmet's like bleeding the dark side out. Like that's the oh, shit that yeah. I really like. So cool, bro. Dude, it does. It does look cool. <laughs> it does look cool. Uh too bad he's going to cry the entire movie and ruin it. And Ray's going to force her Mary Sue character in there and just, you know, ruin the whole movie. <laughs> it's going to happen, guys. Everyone on the Internet says. I saw it on the Internet. It must be true. Yeah, right. It must be true. Mike Zero summed up. Mike Zero told body me. Shots. I keep taking body shots at Mike Zero today. Just keep doing it. You act like he's a real journalist. 
I just like I remember like I and I said I like rewatched some of his I was started watching his videos the other day just for fun. Like in my brain, I thought I like over exaggerated the way he speaks in his videos. And then I turn it on like, hello, and welcome to the channel. Today we're going to be discussing episode nine. I'm like, what the fuck? You, you do actually sound like this. This isn't just my brain thinking you sound like a putz. You are a putz. <laughs> That's great. Dude, I love, um, like I love James Poe's Charles outfit. In that video. Yeah, Poe's outfit's really cool looking. I know. I wonder what... Drake. Like, cause there were those leaked images with him and um, Finn a, f- a few months back, and I wonder where they're at. That's a good question. Um, I really loved. I mean, you guys probably talked about Ray already, but I really like the white on Ray because to me it symbolizes like the purification that she has to. Uh, put the Jedi order through because you know, they've been tainted for years. See, I, I, I interpreted the white in a different way. Um, I think if you look at the colors of her costume going through the sequel trilogy, you have her in that like very neutral Brown and it's the light color. And you can see that she is on the side of good, but she hasn't taken a side in the fight. Okay. Jump over to the last Jedi now she is involved in the fight and has the fo- and and is in tune with the force, but she's wearing gray because she hasn't made up her mind as to whether or not she's going to fight for the light or the dark side. She's made up her mind now, and in Episode Nine, she is wearing this pure Jedi white because she has made up her mind that she is fully going to fight in the name of the light side. That's how I interpreted the white. Jesus Christ! What? If you got any deeper, you'd be fucking coming out of my mouth. Oh my god, TJ! That had nothing to do with anything. I just wanted to say, come in my mouth. That's a pretty good point, Jared. Um, Thank you, Connor. Somebody appreciates my eye for symbolism. Uh, That was just so deep. Um, yeah, these get me excited, but I want lightsabers. I want to see that oh. that yellow staff. <laughs> That's what I. Oh want yeah, like see. from uh, like from Rebels. I know. Um, I know. Lexi wants it to be green, just because Lexi owns a green lightsaber. <laughs> she's she's like I have my home girl. Have my favorite saber color. Yes, but so what uh, I want to see happen is Ray makes her own lightsaber that she uses. And when, not if, when Kylo turns back to the light, <laughs> she gives him the repaired Skywalker saber. Ooh. How beautifully would how beautiful would that be symbolically? <coughs> how no, because like it's, it's just like no coming back, fixing all of his fixing the mistakes that that family has made for all of these years. And he is given a symbol of that family being brought back together. With like a literal reparation of the skywalkers honestly that would i feel like he should have been killed in his amazing. sleep but that's just me <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i know it's like a really really reducted um and like 
not entirely fleshed out way of viewing the scene. But I saw this meme the other day on Instagram. A May where May it was like say. Luke with Va- May May. This May uh, May of Luke with uh, Vader, where he's like, oh, it was just like, I know I feel the good in you, Father. You can be redeemed. And it was like, and then it like jumped down to him I'd standing like to over Ben in with oh, like his geez. lightsaber ignited, going, "This bitch having the bad dreams." <laughs> I think I know what you're talking about. You'll have to send me that. That one. Like, I don't like. I just don't. I don't get that whole argument. Like, it's even like. Um, I think it's even talked about in the Last Jedi itself because Ray says something like, "You turned the most powerful man in the galaxy the back to the, in the light." Galaxy. Yeah, yeah, back to the light, and then. He's and then uh, not Kylo Lucas, and then I became a legend. Like, oh, well, yeah, and that's okay. The thing. And I, I, and I said, this like, that's simple. Words, you know, Luke, Luke got so afraid, like, he didn't want to make the same mistake as the last era of the Jedi did, so he went ahead right. and made the same fucking mistake. You yeah, know, the same way that like Mace and Yoda are partially responsible for the creation of Vader. He's responsible for Kylo. I just, yeah, I just love how mm. in trying to destroy Kylo Fuck Ren. We did. <laughs> <laughs> Screw the pooch we have. But um, I just love how it's so poetic that um, in trying to destroy Kylo Ren, Luke actually created Kylo Ren. I, I don't know. That's just cool to me. Yeah. Wait, well, who's Kylo Luke, Ren? Luke and Snoke. What'd you say, TJ? Who's Kylo Ren? The best character in the new Kate era Skywalker? of Star Wars. What? Is that Cade Skywalker? <laughs> I appreciate your deep cut. <laughs> Good for you, Cade. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. I love fucking love All right. You ready to get on to the next topic then? Uh, yeah, let Connor read it since he's all talkative now. <laughs> right. <laughs> So, which one are we on? Uh, the one under the second link in the show notes, Connor. God damn it. I don't have them. I just have my own notes. Hold on. What time is it? Oh, it's amateur hour. Hold on. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Shit. (laughs) Got me there. I I shared the show notes with you. Opened up a Google Docs, sweetie. I know you did, sweetie. Here, while you do that, I'll read it. Um, Okay, you read it. So, making Star Wars reports. uh, Star Wars Episode Nine costume tidbits on Lando Ray, three PO, Black Park, and more. Um, From written written by Star Wars Episode Nine. What? Written by. Written by the illustrious Jason Ward. There we go. I love that man. So, Jason Ward report. From what we've heard about Star Wars Episode Nine over the last few months, Lando Calrissian doesn't have a very large role in the story. Supposedly, he acts as a Maz Kanata. Yes, supposedly he acts as a Maz Kanata type type of character that points the way on the path. The, 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 that points the way on the path, the hero's path to obtain the MacGuffin. From what sources said, it sounds like Billy D. Williams wears a yellow shirt. What's a MacGuffin for the people who don't know what a MacGuffin is? So a MacGuffin is a uh, term given to an object of which uh, our heroes in a story are after. Think the Death Star plans, the Ark of the Covenant, the Tesseract, the Infinity Stones, the virginity. stuff like that. My, my butthole virginity for <laughs> TJ. Um, 
<laughs> and I'm to bust my shit open like Alderaan. Um, <laughs> and can you say with a straight face? Um, however, Lando has a fancy blue cape and a gentleman's cane. Uh, obviously, this has been confirmed because we saw the pictures of Lando wearing this solo-style outfit. One of the weirder things I've been told has zero context. So you'll be left to speculate on what it means. There's a scene in Episode 9 where 3PO has Chewbacca's bandolier on with his bowcaster and he's holding Ray's staff. It sounds like one of 3PO's crazier situations since Attack of the Clones. Die, Jedi dogs! But we have no confirmation of a 3PO-style dad joke. This is such a drag. I made an error in the last article, and I accidentally left in a bit about Rey's hair. I made it sound like her hair was in the same way it was for The Last Jedi, and actually meant to write The Force Awakens, in which there is a practical reason for. We've also seen a new rebel hero who we believe to be Naomi Aki's character with a bow. We can't say if it fires lasers because we haven't seen it in action. We've also seen a helmeted character that we think is a woman and could be Carrie Russell's character. Ooh. But we cannot All say right. for certain at this moment with Hopefully. any certainty. We also have some Black Park, well, some bonus Black Park last bout of filming photos we accidentally sat on. Uh, we also saw some stuff that looked like an ice tunnel. And then there's the photos there in the article. Bonus tidbit. Three new ties and supposedly a sexy red craft. Mm-hmm. Also, sources say that the teaser is a real tearjerker. I'm not sure if it's because of the content of the trailer or because of what it means. We'll have a lot more from Star Wars Episode Nine soon. So we're officially in you know who uh, you know who was a good jerker. Oh God damn it! Don't <laughs> don't do it. Let don't the past do it. Die. You kill it if you have to. Okay, kill the past. All you had to say was that, and anybody who has been listening to this show knows the joke you just yes. made. <laughs> like, we're at the point where we don't even need to take, you don't even need punchlines. Like, it's just the setup. You can look down the barrel of the camera and then move on. <laughs> okay, where are we? Uh,. Do we have any more discussions about episode nine or any of the stuff that we? Uh, uh, no, that's the last news mean, there. Yeah, I mean, so, the Naomi Aki character thing. Isn't she? The, is she the one that played Maz Kanata, or is that someone else? I'm thinking. Oh no, Lupita. No, no, Lupita. Yeah, I just realized. I just remembered. Thank you, Jared. Um, Fucking bigot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know who she'd play, but I really want to see who Carrie Russell's playing. Like I'm actually intrigued. Jade. She has red hair. She's oh my god, Jade! Red hair equals Jade. Oh my god, dude! Like that. That's how. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's how most people are saying. They're like, oh my. Like, I go on Facebook and there's something about Carrie Russell. Like every fourth or third comment is like, oh my god, it's gonna be Marajade. And I'm be like, boy, no. Like it could be. Like, there's no saying that it's not. It's just the fact that, like, everybody sees red hair and goes, Mary Jade. Right. Who the fuck are you? (laughs) Excuse me, Mr. Held On. Are you Jason Ward in disguise? Like, all right. All right. You ready to take this one, Connor? You ready to talk about good old Sheev? Good old Sheev Palpatine. Everybody loves this guy. Oh, I know. This is the coolest. uh, 
actor meeting experience I've had in my life. He's really getting right? a vagina neck in his old age. <laughs> what? Oh my god, I see it. <laughs> right? I didn't hear you. What he, did you say? He's getting vagina neck in his old age. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're not wrong. <laughs> I can't see him and not think of what happened with Lexi, though, is the thing. Like, oh, okay, so Fanta tracks. Right? Yeah, what? Now Lexi touched his butt. Oh, okay. Uh, long story short, Jared's girlfriend, Lexi, touched uh, Ian McDermott's butt at a uh, local <laughs> Pittsburgh convention. And Jared's jealous. So, hey, okay, continue with the article. Very jealous. Wow. Okay. Full so, Fanta tracks. Finger slipped in the butthole. It was intense. Continue. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when this news broke last night, I sent her the article. I'm like, he's going to me too your ass. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'm sorry. So, com writes... Celebration Chicago continues to expand its guest list as a, malevol- as a malevolent emperor, a plucky droid, and a cackling court jester join the lineup, <laughs> a.k.a. Ian McDermott, Brian Herron, and Mark Dod- Dodson. Um, Ian McDermott, the actor who unforgettably played the galactic mastermind behind the rise of the Empire, transforming from the manipulative scheme and senator... From Naboo into the ghastly cloaked figure of Darth Sidious will join fans at Star Wars Celebration Chicago this spring. McDermott, who exquisitely portrayed evil personified, will be joined by Brian Heron, half of the puppeteering team who operated BB-8, as well as other creatures and characters in the sequel trilogy. And last but not least, we have veteran voice actor Mark Dodson, who helped bring Jabba the Hutt's cackling court jester Salacious B. Crumb, I fucking love that yeah! thing, to life, <laughs> and has provided vocals for other Star Wars stormtroopers and aliens who will also be there. So that's that. I but excited. I fucking love Salisha Speed Crumb. I thought it was going to be Bib Fortuna for a second. <laughs> I was like, don't want to wonga. Like, I used to hate Salisha Speed Crumb as a kid, but like now I'm just like, I fucking love that monkey lizard. Kawaki monkey <laughs> lizard. I just love that monkey lizard. <laughs> just had to flex on everybody and use the full fucking name there. <laughs> I appreciate it. No, that was in the article, that's I think. My level, that's my level of nerddom. Like, hey, I'm just gonna, I'm going to unnecessarily show off how much I fucking know real quick. I do that all the time. Dude, I'm not talking no, shit. I'm, no, no, I'm with you there, dude. Every time. I do that all the time. I try to. Dragon. No, but they had the name in the article, so good on them. Oh, Yeeter Skeeter, Peter Eater. Okay. Uh. <laughs> Yeeter Skeeter, Peter Eater? Yes. All right. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Where are we? Uh, the Rebels art book. Yes, I will talk about this because my love for Rebels runs deep. Uh, Fanta Track says Dark Horse are back at the Star Wars Galaxies IGN preview the arrival of the art of Star Wars Rebels on 1st October 2019. Written by perennial Star Wars author and fellow Star Wars insider writer Dan Wallace the book will allow us a peek behind the curtains of this much loved animated series. The hardcover what? (laughs) 
So that's cool. Like I'm excited for this. The hardcover awesome. art book, The Art of Star Wars Rebels, is on the horizon from Dark Horse Books and Lucasfilm. It will offer a behind-the-scenes look at the artistry that went into the show with never-before-seen concept art and process pieces along with exclusive commentary from showmakers Dave Filoni, Trust the Hat, Simon Kinberg, Carrie Beck, provided by writer Dan Wallace. The Art of Star Wars Rebels goes on sale October 1st, 2019 for $39.99 and is now available for pre-order. <laughs> Dude, that's got to be a shirt. What? When you got to the thirty nine ninety nine, I thought you were gonna do it as like ESPN stuff. I thought you were gonna go thirty nine ninety nine. I was really disappointed that you did. Dude, trust the hat needs to be on a needs to be on a shirt. Yes, just have Filoni's hat and just hashtag trust the hat for sure. Anything Indeed. that Dan has made has just been exquisite content. So. Star Wars Rebels book, awesome stuff. If you like Star Wars Rebels, pick that shit up, pre-order it now. So, Jared, Toys R Us is coming back with a new name. Talk about that. Fans of Tracks has an exclusive. Do it. This excites the shit out of me. You excite the shit out of me. Good, because I'm horny when I have to look at you. Woo! (laughs) Almost sexual episode we have ever done. (sighs) Okay. That was really loud. I apologize. As reported by A&B Media, January 20th saw the new company, True Kids Incorporated, trading as True Kids Brands, become the parent company of Hiccup, <laughs> Toys R Us, Babies R Us, the mas- and the mascot, Jerry the Giraffe, plus more than 20 established consumer toy and baby brands. <laughs> Keep getting tongue-tied. As the reality is for 2018 toy sales came to light. Barry claims the newly formed company is seizing the moment as an opportunity to tap into the continued strong affinity for the Toys R Us and Babies R Us brands in the U.S. The brands have more than 9.5 million followers across their social media channels in Asia, Europe, Africa, and the Middle East. The brands generated more than $3 billion in global retail sales in 2018 across more than 900 stores and e-commerce businesses in the world in more than 30 countries. So, uh, yeah, Toys R Us is coming back from the dead, it sounds like, which is really exciting. I've heard ramblings about this. Yeah, me too. I'm pretty happy. I I didn't know they were coming back until, like, today. (laughs) Did you hear me? You think they'll have exclusives and stuff? Probably. Okay. I don't know why they wouldn't. I hope they do. They said that they're also going to have a thing called Jeffrey's Toy Box. I heard that one as well. That might be the official name of the of like because they said like kid like True Kids Inc is like the company, so like Jeffrey's Toy Box will probably be the store itself. Okay. Gotcha. Keep that oh, wow. Okay. Going, no you know? scratching next to this mic. That was really loud. And terrible. That was very. <laughs> that was very too loud. <laughs> Uh, Jared, TFA, shoot it. All right, so we're going to hop in the time machine because apparently we have news about The Force Awakens. Marty! Um, we're going back to the future! Woo! Issue 31 of the Bantha Tracks immediately sprang to mind when hearing this news. The much-loved original fan club manage, which of course is a huge inspiration for this very website, to give us a front cover look at what they called Star Wars Month, February of 1986. 
Empire Strikes Back was showing on a number of channels, including HBO, Prism, Showtime, Super Channel, First Choice, Home Theater Network, Z Channel, and the Movie Channel. While twenty fifth, well, the twenty fifth of February saw the home video release. <coughs> Excuse me, of Return of the Jedi, almost three years after its cinematic release, and of course the Ewoks Droids Adventure Hour on ABC. Step forward thirty three years, and things are somewhat different. Force Awakens, now unbelievably over three years old, arrived on DVD and Blu-ray on April 5th, 2016. Less than six months after its cinematic release, but it's been a significantly longer wait until February 17th, 2019, for the film to arrive on network TV. Of course, these days, every month is Star Wars month with all films available on a variety of platforms and formats. Star Wars Resistance playing on Disney XD and new shows in development. Modern-day fans won't have the long waits and gaps between projects, but the majority of older fans won't swap that for anything. That wait and build-up or the anticipation in the original Lucasfilm era was a part of what made Star Wars so unique and special. But, like they said, we will be seeing um, Force Awakens on TV on the 17th of this month, which makes me happy. Well, this... uh... Will this mean that they won that uh, fight with uh, TNT? Or unless the sequels aren't covered by TNT? No, seven. They had they they had rights to seven. Hmm? I don't know. We'll see. Well, let's see how this plays out, Cotton. Uh, <sighs> Taika Watiti, Connor. All right. Say his name. Taika Watiti. Say it again. Taika Watiti. Say it again. God damn it. No. I was going to say there's going to be a really sexy Islander man behind you now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know the whole, oh, say his name three times and he shall appear. Yeah, I get it. That was my joke. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. I, I wish I, that I happened with Taika Watiti, though. Like, if you just said his name three times, just show him, like, hey, man, how's it going? Like, it's like, oh, what's up? It's like, what the fuck? Who are you? What are we doing today, man? Like, hey, how's it going, Taika? <laughs> All right. So Taika Waititi, Thor Ragnarok director Taika Waititi made waves when he was announced as a director for an episode of the, of Star Wars: The Mandalorian, the ah! first live action. Woo! Also, also, this is from StarWarsNewsNet.com. No, I'm uh, sorry, it's the making Star Wars NewsNet child, please. <sighs> Ah, uh, fine, Jared. Make no, it. No, it's not. It's not. God, it's not. Right, it's a joke. Stop. I said that. <laughs> I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> I don't trust. Okay, so Star I'm Wars The Mandalorian, the first live action Star Wars television series, and one of the first original shows to be developed for Disney Plus. In a recent in, in a recent discussion with TD revealed what the tone of the show will be like and how it compares to his work on Ragnarok, why he's a fan of Boba Fett, and his praise for Jon Favreau. Boba Fett? Speak. Bo- where? Bo- where? What the? Um, speaking to Slash Film at the 2019 meeting of the TV Critics Association, TD explained that his take on Star Wars would be less comedic in nature compared to his work on Thor Ragnarok or whatever future Marvel Studio projects he develops for them. In fact, he stated that his approach was more in line with the presentation shown in the original trilogy Star Wars films. Fuck yeah. 
And this is what he says. Star Wars is very different to Marvel's style. They know that the tone of the first films really should be kind of adhered to. That's what the fans like, and you can't really disrespect it. I guess it's a nicer way of saying I can't put too many jokes in it. There's a bit, definitely, of my tone in there, the dialogue and the stuff like that. As for why he took the directing job for The Mandalorian, Watiti explained he always thought the bounty hunters of the series were cool. To emphasize his point, he also noted how Boba Fett left an impression on a lot of the fan base in spite of a limited amount of screen time. That much is true. And he says, for most kids growing up with those films, Boba Fett was one of the, was one of the most favorite characters, even though he's barely in the films. Just the idea of bounty hunters, the helmets are so cool. Just getting to see characters like that and getting to shoot with them is pretty cool. Lastly, Watiti explained that he had a lot of fun working closely with Favreau and gave a hint at one of the scenes he filmed. And Watiti says, Favreau's a genius and so smart and so good at what he does in creating these worlds. The scripts are really great. It was really fun doing something in the Star Wars universe. It was every kid's dream just to see a stormtrooper. When you're doing these scenes with like 50 or 60 of them, it's pretty amazing. I loved it. Dozens of stormtroopers? It sounds like a lot. Even on a TV budget, The Mandalorian is going to absolutely deliver, deliver the kind of action and spectacle that we've come to expect from the movies. And Star Wars The Mandalorian will be available to stream on Disney Plus sometime later this year. Yeet. Yeet indeed. No, not yeet. Yeet. Ah, for dinosaurs? Yeah, okay. okay. (laughs) Yeet. God. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. I know what you're talking He's about. He's a good director. Yeah. Thornton Ragnarok had some excellent cinematography, and I'm very excited to see what he brings to that episode of The the Mandalorian. I'm very excited to see what Filoni's episodes are, especially Don Favreau's. So as we sit here and uh, we all we can do is speculate, you know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. There's there's nothing to latch on. So that's a very straightforward. I mean, the only thing I heard about The Mandalorian, I think, Jason Ward, was that the plot of it was going to center around this kid that the that the Mandalorian himself would try to kill, but then he has like a change of heart or something, and then has to and then protects the kid, and then finds out he's the apparent heir of Mandalore or something like that. I can't really remember the details, but it sounds pretty interesting because something we don't, to that effect. Yeah, we don't yeah. know a hundred percent quite yet, like what the order of that is. We know that it's yeah. into that. And I, I just want to see if... Uh, Snapchat of TJ trying to seduce me by playing with his nipples. I just want to see what Mandalore is like. Because the last time we saw it, uh, Bo-Katan had the Darksaber and potentially reunified the entirety of Mandalore under one roller. Yeah. So, dude, if she was in the show... Would I would flip out? I would be so happy. Yeah, I'm hoping we get to see the dark state real live action. That'd be cool. Yeah. So okay, so uh, ABC announced the uh, wrong one. Game of Thrones directors. Okay, so the Game of Th- uh, Thrones directors DB Weiss and David Benioff, right? Yes, yeah. and Benioff. Yeah. Uh, as producer, casual. 
Fuck you. I don't watch Game of Thrones, okay? I don't either. I just know that. It- as producers, David, I only corrected you because you asked. Like, I wouldn't have like stopped you like mid story and been like, "It's Benioff and Weiss, actually." TJ. <laughs> <laughs> it was only because you went right, and I was like, "Well, actually, you know, you're you're, you're close. You're like a syllable off." You can read this article now, dickhead. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you too. To read the fucking article, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Off and Weiss's Star Wars series is a trilogy, says HBO boss. As producers David Benioff and D.B. Weiss wrap up their work on Westeros slash Essos saga portrayed in Game of Thrones, they will shift their attention to the galaxy far, far away. In a series of Star Wars films that fans have speculated, or rather have hoped, could be set in the Old Republic era. While the number of movies that this series is going to be made up of has thus been... for has thus far been undefined by Lucasfilm, an HBO executive has offered a small update explaining how many movies are needed to tell this story. HBO executive Cassie Blois, Blois? Sure. recently reached out to the TV line to discuss the reasoning behind the delay in developing Benioff and Weiss to produce series Confederate, an alternate history showing an America where the Union lost the Civil War in a number of states that succeeded and remain a part of the Confederacy where slavery is still legal to the present day. That sounds really fucking interesting. I'll watch that. Yeah. I love alternate history. Same. The pictures met with a lot of pushback given the current political climate, even though Benioff and Weiss made it clear that the series was not meant to romanticize the Confederacy, but to condemn everything that it is jiggy. In any case, Boyce stated that a big reason that the project's development slowed down was a lot to do with their Star Wars projects, which he revealed represents a film trilogy. Dan and David are finishing up the final season of Game of Thrones, and they are going on to the Star Wars universe, Boyce told TV Line Friday. When they come out of that, I assume they will come back to us. The delay has to do with the fact that they were offered three movies. The fact that Boyce stated that the movies are a trilogy multiple times as opposed to a film series with an unknown number of installments points to HBO seeing their approach on Confederate being a long-term plan. And with that in mind, it seems like we'll be getting a Benioff and Weiss put out three Star Wars movies in a period of five years or so. At a <laughs> Bless you. Thank you. I bless I'm you. glad somebody blessed me. Fuck off, dick. <laughs> <laughs> the delivery. Fuck off, dick. <laughs> it was perfect. Uh, that's excellent. But it seems that Benioff and Weiss will be putting out three Star Wars movies in a period of five or so years. The duo will write and produce the new films that are not expected to direct them. Unless we get an update on the project at Star Wars Celebration Chicago this year, it should be a while before we hear anything on their series until after Episode Nine is in theaters. David Benioff and D.B. Weiss's Game of Thrones will conclude with its final season starting April 14th, 2019, after which point they'll probably properly start development on their trilogy of Star Wars films. Woo! And that's the yams. What Legends material would you like to see become canon? Uh, my pipe dream for how this series goes is that it will be a loose um, anthology series. Okay. So, like... Perhaps the first movie 
is a film retelling of Tales of the Jedi. So you have mm. your Keldromas, your Exar Kuns, your Vodosios Boss, Nomi Sunrider, all of those characters. And you tell the story of Exar Kun going nuts and kind of becoming the first, like, OG Sith as we know them. And then you can hop forward in the timeline and then you can do Old Republic. Like Old Republic, Old Republic. And then tell that story. And then after that film, you go ahead and tell a story about um, uh, Darth Bane and the Rule of Two. Um, Rule of Two. And uh, you could do it like very like in that way that like Star Wars loves to just drop you in the middle of the fight and drop you into the middle of the story. You can do that. So like you can just pick up. Um. Exar Kun already being a Sith, like the first scene can be him killing Vodosios boss. And then go from there. And then like you can just pick up with like like literally how Revan is in the game. With like him waking up and everything. Okay. Um and then the next movie you can have Darth Bane um causing the massacre on Rusan. Um but I think that would be the best way to do it. They could do an entire trilogy of just like the old Republic game. Like you can just do a whole trilogy that's just Revan stuff. Uh-huh. And you could do a whole trilogy that's just like Darth Bane stuff as well. Oh, yes. Um, which I'd be perfectly fine with. But I think that would be cool if you like got like the three eras, like the three mini eras that make up the old Republic era. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm excited for their, whatever they do. And again, there's a good chance it doesn't take place during the Old Republic. How about you, Paul? We all need to recognize that there's a good um, chance it has nothing to do with that. Y- yeah. Old Republic, I'm thinking. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah, it probably will be. I'm just yeah. saying, like, everybody has counted that chicken before it is hatched. And, right, yeah. You know. Almost every, almost every Weiss and Benioff thing I've seen, there's always, like, 50 comments saying... Oh, I hope they do Old Republic. And I hope they do, too. But I don't know. We'll see. Speculate um, responsibly, as uh, I, I don't know. says. Yeah. Like, they could do it. They have, what, 10,000 years? What, there's like 10,000 years of Old Republic story? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, they could. That's a gold mine of storytelling right there. DJ, what are you hoping for, bud? Uh, They already made my... Legends guy canon, so I really can't hope for anything. Other than, Thrawn? Yeah, other than Thrawn coming back. Nice. That's all. I just wanted to see him come back from wherever him, him and Ezra went and maybe seeing a continuation of that storyline. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool. I think uh, one thing... Uh, what was it? I think one thing I'd like to see is like the Imperial Remnant. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool, because then that would help smoothen the transition of the empire to the first order because mm-hmm. uh, we're, we're getting bits and pieces I mean, we're getting I, I, between battlefront two and the aftermath trilogy we've already seen everything that the remnant and operation cinder have to offer have to show, yeah though, you know what i mean i just like, want more detail I, that's a good point I, I agree that and um shattered empire like and that, and that was sick thing. exactly but like there's just the only thing that we can we have left to get from him, the Imperial Remnant is like the really small 
upscale stuff that we'll be seeing in The Mandalorian. Like, we've seen what it looks like when the Empire has its knees taken out from under it and it gives it one last final, like, one last push Mm -hmm. to victory. So, you know, I I like the idea of seeing the Remnant, but again, it's going to, I only want to see it in that very small context at this point. Okay. Okay, gotcha. So, uh, I'm going to do some advertisements and that'll be the end of this week's show. No emails. We have what no the emails this time. Next week, uh, we have some what emails. What the hell? But Bullshit. my friend Jessica has <laughs> a... <laughs> okay. My friend Jessica has a store online shop thing where she sells uh, nutritional products, beauty products, bath and body, at home products, just a whole bunch of stuff. Really good, high quality stuff. Uh, we will link it in the description of this episode. Uh, nutritional stuff ranges from dietary to vitamins, sports nutrition, energy drinks, stuff like that. Skin care stuff, makeup, uh, hair care, body care, oral care, laundry, dish detergent, water treatment. Just has everything. You know what I'm saying? So check it out. Uh, also check out the newest episode, the first episode of the Hall of Heroes podcast, finally coming out this week. Yay! And there will be another episode of Gordon Moore coming out Monday. Nice. And we will be doing the people under the stairs from 1988. No, nope. I'm not even going to say date because I'm not, I don't know for sure. Uh, yeah. But remember, that's all found on the Dubac Discussion Podcast Network. And also visit www.dubacdiscussion.net for everything nerddom. Everything from Friday the 13th to the Avengers to Star Wars to DC to the Justice League to Freddy Krueger to Dubacs to Banthas. You know what I'm talking about, people. Yes. Uh, oh, hell yeah. Jared, do you have anything, any shows, anything plugging you want to plug up in here? Uh, nothing of my own aside from you guys know the drill. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DarkJedi2552. Uh, and yeah, happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Yes. Tell, tell your people you love them. Not even romantic. Not even have to be a romantic thing. Just tell your people you love them and give them an extra hug. You I know? love you, Jared. I fucking love you too, TJ. <laughs> Connor, I haven't made up my mind about you yet. <laughs> cool. Nah, you're, you guys are pretty cool, so. I'm fucking with you, buddy. <laughs> so, uh, what do we got? That's 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 about it? That's the yams. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's the spacey uh, yams. <laughs> that's TJ Bowser uh, signing off, then. And this is Jared, the Dark Jedi, signing off. And this is Connor Chiquiti signing off. The Padawan. I'm so glad you said your name. Yep.